and welcome to my podcast. I am your host, William Carr. This is the last episode of Proclaim Your Victory. In the previous episode, I gave an approach to using your voice in different ways, which includes debating, negotiating, and conflict resolution. This last episode will give information on speaking in public or speaking to teams and groups. It can also be used speaking to individuals. It is my desire you will use these skills to communicate as a leader. Let's get started. As a public speaker, from a leadership perspective, you must learn how to plan your message. A well-designed message is like an anchor to a presenter. It will keep you from roaming. A well-planned and designed message will keep you from wandering and from feeling out of control. A well-planned message will help you to identify the purpose of what you want your audience to do, know, and feel. Analyze your audience for their basic needs, what they know about your presentation, questions they will ask, prejudices and biases of the audience, and how you respond to their position. Before attending the event, Acquire information about the time you must present, day, and are you scheduled to speak first, middle, or last? You will need to know the reason for giving a presentation and how you will approach the subject. Arrive early if you have audiovisual equipment to set up. Ascertain if staff members will do this. Also, inquire about any supplies needed and if you are to bring them. Develop your content by using brainstorming techniques. Brainstorming techniques were discussed in a previous conversation. As a reminder, organize your content, group your brainstorming notes, select your support points, and arrange your support points. You can develop your support points using the SSS formula. State the introduction, support the body, and summarize the conclusion. Also, you can use the macro structure of the SSS formula. Tell them what you are going to tell them, tell them, then tell them what you told them. Using the SSS formula for answering questions. Select appropriate supporting information to clarify the purpose. Help the audience to understand, verify the points that were stated. Construct your introduction and conclusion. An introduction must gain the audience's attention by stating the purpose of the information and preview the main points. An introduction can stake your conviction, establish your credentials, define key terms, provide background, set the tone, develop rapport, and lay down the ground rules. A conclusion must do the things to summarize the message. One, review the points without details, restate your purpose, and three, close with power. Delivering well is a learned skill you can develop. Emotions are a part of how we communicate. 7% is verbal, what we say. 28% is vocal, how we say it. 55% is visual, 
what our face reveals. Your mission, if you decide to accept it, is congruence of your verbal and nonverbal message. In other words, what you are saying is reflected in what you are expressing with your body. There is a saying that goes, first impressions are lasting impressions. Make sure your first impression fit this saying. Other factors are appearance. Appearance is a major factor in creating a first impression. The factors are clothing, grooming, and posture. Voice projection, rate, pitch, avoiding monotone delivery, pauses to help emphasize this major point, and language that is better than everyday speech. Eye contact. Establish eye contact with each member of the audience. Use direct contact. Look right into their eyes. Re-establish eye contact throughout the presentation and provide individual contact for a second. Facial expression. Smile and show your convictions. Let your face imitate what you are saying. Gest- Make your gestures purposeful and natural. Use gestures to stress, demonstrate, or compliment what you say. Gestures should project your speaking style. Use spacious gestures above the waist and gestures left and right to point out ideas like before or after or advantage, disadvantage, and positive, negative. Move with purpose. Irregular movements catches the eye and require attention. Enter and exit confidently and purposefully. Move to direct a specific point and avoid distracting movement or uneasy movement, rocking back and forth, dancing, pacing, jerky movements, and controlled proximity. Do not enter the audience comfort zone. There are three no's of speaking. These no's are know your audience. Does your audience use language that is specific to their profession? Two, know your subject matter, purpose, and what is to be achieved. And three, know your delivery style and what is the amount of time you must present. Serve your customers with the message by knowing your materials Present using the logical content. Your bullet points should not exceed three, and the presentation should not be lengthy, but interesting enough to hold their attention. Your delivery should have confidence, interactive, have tone, volume, tenor, and your appearance should be appropriate. There is an ethical responsibility of a presenter. Conviction is the foundation of presentation effectiveness. Audiences are persuaded in three ways. Appealing to emotion, pathos, appealing to logic, logos, demonstrating personal character, conviction, and strength, ethos. Most audiences have a limited amount of time to that is captured by the presentation. Normal attention span is 5 to 
to 10 seconds. The maximum attention span is 30 seconds to 60 seconds. You must learn to capture your audience within those time frames. Your body can speak for itself, improving your body language. Imagine living in 1 BC where written communication is not perfect and you will understood or misunderstood by interpreting what your body was saying. Imagine playing the game of charade and guessing what the opponent's message was. In each of these examples, there are no use of words, yet messages are developed and interpreted using the body as time progresses. Here we are a thousand of years later, and our body still plays an important part in the way we communicate. So much so, there are hundreds of books written on the subject of body language, body language. This is true even in our Toastmaster environment. I'm going to share with you today, as an introduction, a refresher to other guidelines for effective body language. As a reminder, these guidelines may vary particularly when it comes to technology. One, learn to use the power stance standing with legs and arms stretched. Research have shown people are influenced by how they feel about you than what you are saying. Physical and mental obstructions are hindrances to conveying your message. Remove any barriers, both mental and physical, that will block your view from the audience. A genuine smile stimulates a sense of well-being. It demonstrates to others you can be approached, you are trusting, and you are cooperative. During conversation, learn how to mirror a person's words and stance to show you agree. Start by observing facial and body gestures. You can improve your speech by using your hands. Your hands are used effectively when making a point and or need to show emphasis. Also, watch the movement of your feet and the feet of your audience. If you are nervous or anxious, you can display through unconscious activity of your feet. When the audience have their feet pointed toward the exit, this could be a sign of loss of interest in your presentation. And six, finally, Use your voice to express feelings of emotion, such as excitement, disappointment, happiness, inflation, and deflation of the voice can help to emphasize the message effectively. PowerPoints have obvious benefits for speakers. It is important to think carefully about how you should use it. One, keep PowerPoints presentation simple. How do you plan to to divide your attention between the audience and yourself. Tell your audience when to look at the screen and when to look at you. Use the on-off button to ensure that students' attention is returned to you. Place a blank slide between the slides that you have your points on that will allow you to take a moment and for your audience to adjust what they have just heard. Most slides should have one diagram or one or two pictures. Do not leave a slide on the screen when you are no longer referring to. Make sure you are the presenter and not the PowerPoint. The success of learning 
relies on the presenter-audience relationship. Do not allow technology to interfere with that relationship. Use images to spark discussion or illustrate your point. One of the trends of today is to move away from uninterpreted lectures and toward interactivity. Educational research supports the idea that interactive environments stimulate learning and retain what is taught. Speaking tools that promote interactivity use low-tech equipment as whiteboards, blackboards, and flip charts. Visual technology that remains useful are whiteboards because they have more versatility. Before you leave a topic, emphasize the major points, assumptions, or conclusion by underlining or circle keywords on the board. As much as possible, avoid having your back to the audience. Show and tell and demonstration can still offer substance as a lecture tool. How to listen effectively. According to Toastmasters International, in an article appearing in their educational magazine, states, and I quote, you can start to improve the quality of your listening by becoming aware of the facts about listening and its process. Suggestions to assist you in becoming a better listening are pay close attention to the speaker. Look at the speaker and establish eye contact. Pay attention and relax. Retain an open mind. Listen to the words and form a picture of what the speaker is saying. Permit your mind to create a visual of the information. Do not try to control the conversation. Do not obstruct or do not force your opinion. Wait for the speaker to pause to ask clarifying questions. Pay attention to what others are saying and encourage them to participate in the conversation. Try to feel what the speaker is feeling. Ask questions only to ensure understanding. Give the speaker regular feedback. Pay attention to nonverbal cues and learn from the conversations of others. In conclusion, choose the tools you use carefully when speaking to an audience, the tools you use to convey what you are saying and what your body is saying should be the same message. Your body and your message should not be in tissue. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you have comments or observations about the podcast, you can send them to one real life ministries at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please share it with family, and friends. If you'd like to learn more about new episodes, go to my website, https colon slash slash wc2277.podbean.com and click on follow. Until the next time to consider the information that was given today and see if there are any practical applications for your life. And remember to keep it real. Thank you.